Shalom to all. Today's office Gedush and Afiyot Tess, and we are starting the sixth line with the words Bayrish Lakish. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miram Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, her Nishama should have an Oliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantif, but Rabbi Anchel, his Nishama should have an Oliyah. And we continue talking about Yud, which again is when the master marries his Amma Ivriya, and the Pusik tells us that he has the option of marrying her off to his son in place of him. So now Bayrish Lakish, Lakish asks, Maushim Yad Adlum Benai Katan, is he allowed to miyad his Amma Ivriya to his son who's a Katan under Bar Mitzvah? Benai Amrachmana, Benai Kaldahu, when the Torah says he can marry her off to his son, does that mean any type of son? Meaning, even if he's a katan, maybe his son has to be just like him. Just like he's a gadol, his son has to be a gadol as well. So, Tashma. The Pasuk tells us in regards to man being mezana with a married woman, ish, prat lakatan, that excludes if he's a katan. If he's a katan and he's mezana with a married woman, there's not going to be a punishment over there. The Pasuk continues, one who commits adultery with a married woman, this tells us prat is katan, excluding the wife of a katan. If someone's mezana with the wife of a katan, that's not the classic Ezra of Eshesesh. Now, if you want to say the father is allowed to be Miyayid, his son, who's a Katan, well, in came between Eshes Lakatan. Then it turns out that we have Eshes for a Katan. And that means that there should be an Ezra Eshesesh over there. Ask the Gemara of Elamai in a Miyayid. So you want to say that the father cannot be Miyayid, his son, who's a Katan, to his Amma Ivriya? Well, that's so. Then why would the Torah exclude someone living with the wife of a Katan? There are no scenarios where we could even have a wife of a Katan that the Pasuk would have to say that if a man lives with a wife of a Katan, that's not considered Eshesesh. So therefore, Tisha Minoid Miyayid, we actually should learn from here that he is able to miyayid his son who's a katan to his Amma Ivriya, and now that means that we have a case of Ishas for a katan, and that's why the Pasuk's telling us that if somebody else lives with this Amma Ivriya, that's not the classic Isra Ishas Ish because her husband's a katan. However, Amr Avashi says, no, that's not what the Pasuk's talking about. The Pasuk's talking about a Yavam who's nine years old in a day who's vile his Yavama. The Midairaisa Chazulei. Midairaisa, that's considered 100% Bia. Even though he's under Bar Mitzvah, still the Bia of a boy who's nine years old in a day is considered 100% Bia. And therefore, the Pasuk's telling us, you might think, since Midiraisa, he's fitting to be the Yavam, and his Bia is considered 100% Bia, someone else who's bailed this Yavama now should be Chayv in the Isra Vesha Sish. Kamashwan, the Chirish is that no, this is not the classic Isra Vesha Sish. And therefore, we do not have right from this Pasuk that a master can marry off his Amma Ivriya to his son who's a Katan. Sigmar asks, My have Allah, what's the final Psak? Tashma, Amrav Evu, Amrav Yanai, Ein Yud El Bagadol, Ein Yud El Midas. There's only Yud by Gadol, and there's only Yud with someone that has Das. Ask Gemara Tarti, is this really two things? This is not two things. This is the same thing. Only a gadol has das. So the Gemara says, you're right. It's only one thing. Matam kamar. It's a matam. Matam ain yud el bagadol. Why do we say there's only yud with a gadol? Lefish ain yud el midas. Because yud has to be done with das, and only gadol is considered to have das. Vibai same alternatively, we could say it's actually two things. My midas. What does it mean? Ain yud el midas. Midas dida. Her knowledge. She has to know that she's being mukudashes with yud. The Tani Abai Breder Bavo. Abai the son of Rabbavo taught. The Pasuk tells us, Asher loya ada. If the master decides not to miyayed her, Malamis teaches us, that he has to inform her. The Lashon of Ya'ada is that he has to inform her that he's being Mi'ayed her. And Hutani Lava, Hu Amrla, he taught this and he also said the following, This referring Kedusha by way of Yud, and this is just like Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda, the Amar Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda says, that the original money that the master paid for her is not being used as Kedushin. Even if you want to say that the original money that he paid for her could be used for the Kedushin, still he would have to tell her that he's being Mi'ayed her, because Shani Hach over here, it's different. Because the Pasuk says very clearly, Ya'ada, that he has to inform her. So even if you want to say the original money that he paid for this Amma Ivriya is Kiddushin, still when he's Miyayed her, he has to tell her, by the way, I'm being Miyayed you. Now the more just asked, my Rabbi Yes Rabbi Yehuda, what is this sheet of Rabbi Yes Rabbi Yehuda that we've already had previously as well, besides for just here? The Tanya of Raisa, Ya'ada Vahefta. The Pasuk tells us if he doesn't want to be Miyayed her, and then right after it says Vahefta, he should help her be redeemed. Now due to the proximity of these two words, we say as follows, if he wants to be Miyayed her, 
there has to be enough time left in the day for her to redeem herself. In other words, there has to be enough time left of her service that if she were to redeem herself, she would pay at least one pruta. And it's only in this case that he's able to do yud because he releases her from being a maid servant and he, so to speak, makadish her with that gain in value, which she now doesn't have to pay. And from says, if there's enough time left during the day, meaning the last day of her service, to produce at least a pruta's worth, she be with yud based off of that money, but if not, in Mekudashas, she can't be Mekudashas. And Alma we see very clearly from here that the original money was not being given for Kedushan, because if it was, he could meyad her even if there isn't a pruta of value left, because the Kedushan is based off of the money originally paid for her. Whereas from Nakamari Yitzchak, he tells us, even if you want to say that the original money that he paid for her is being used for her Kedushan, still we could say that there has to be enough time left during the day for her to be able to produce a pruta, because Shani Hacha, Damrachmana, Vehefta. Over here it's different, because the Torah tells us very clearly, Vehefta, and as we said, the approximation of these two words, Ya'ada Vehefta, tells us that if he wants to meyad her, there still has to be enough time during the day that if she would redeem herself, her value would be at least a pruta. And we continue, Amar Ava, Amar Nachman, Amar Adam will be Tektana, a person could tell his daughter who's a Ktana, go and accept your own condition for yourself. And where do we get this from? Midrabius Rebbe Huda, based off Rebbeus Rebbe Huda, because Lava Amar Rebbeus Rebbe Huda, didn't Rebbeus Rebbe Huda just tell us, that the original money that he paid for this Amar Ivriya was not given for Kedushin, and only when there's a Shavar Pruta left of her value, then he can Kaddish her by Yod, so to over here, Laishna, there should be no difference. Now, what's the comparison? So, since the original money paid for her isn't Kiddushin, that means that when Yid happens, her father isn't receiving anything for her. And it's like when he sold her, it was with the knowledge and acquiescence that she's going to get married on her own without his involvement. It goes to say as well that the father can also allow her to accept Kiddushin on her own without his involvement. And now, another member of Amrava Amrav Nachman, Hamakash Milva Mashkain, if a person's Makadish woman with a loan that has a Mashkain with it, Mikudashes, she's Mikudashes, where do we get this from? Based off Rabbi Yisrael Behuda, because Lav Amar Rabbi Yisrael Behuda, didn't Rabbi Yisrael Behuda just tell us that the original money that he paid for this Amar Evriah is not given for Kedushin, and the only way she is with Yud is if there's still a Shavar Pruta value left of her? Now, hi, that money left, Halva, he is really Halva, because if she would like to redeem herself, she owes him that money, so it's as if she borrowed that money from him, and he Gufa Mashkain, he, she herself is the Mashkain for that Halva. She, so to speak, is giving herself as a Mashkain for that Halva. Kedushin. And when a Shavar Prut is left over of her value and he's Miyayed her, that's Kedushin. Hachanami, Loishna. So to over here, when he's Makadish her with a Milva that has a Mashkin with it, there would be no difference and that would be considered a valid Kedushin. I think Marketing is Tarnabon, we have a Bride. So Kitsan Mitzvah's Yud, what exactly is Mitzvah of Yud? So Imer Labifnei Shnaim, he tells in front of two people, Harem Bekadash Shesli, Harem Murasusli, and I feel beside Shesh, even if this is at the end of the six years, even if it's right before Shkia of her last day of service, still that's considered valid Yud. He has to treat her now like a wife. Does not treat her like a shifcha anymore. However, says, if there's still enough time on this last day for her to produce a shavar pruta, then she mikudeshes with yud, vimlav, but if not, in mikudeshes, she's not mikudeshes. And now we say, mashal, what's this compared to? The person who tells a woman, be mikudeshes to me from now for after 30 days, and someone else who's mikudeshes within this 30 days, she's mikudeshes to the first one, not to the second one. So now we analyze, mashal, Who's this a mashal for? Elam a mashal Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda. If you want to say this is a mashal for Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda, how could that be? Haim Yeshaos beyem kedei lasas yimah shavah prutah mikudashes vim lav life. Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda said very clearly that the only way she mikudashes with the yud is if there's still enough time left during the day where she could produce a shavah prutah's worth, and if not, she's not mikudashes. And the original money that he paid for her is not considered kedushin. So his mashal doesn't help Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda out at all. The Gemara says, "You're right." Amar Vachabrei Rava mashal Rabbanon. It's mashal for Rabbanon. In the same way, in the mashal, a person's mikudashes her may achshav for after thirty days. That's Chal, and 
and another person kept the Makadashur. So too, it's the same thing with Yud. When he originally paid the money for this Amr Ivriyah, that's considered like the Mayachshav. It's like he's starting the Kedushan process now, if you will, and it's only Chal later, all the way at the end of her service. The Gemara's Pshita, that's obvious. What do we even need to bring a mushal for? The answer is, Malditemi might have thought, Holy Amr Le'Me'achshav, in the case of Yud, he never told the father Me'achshav when he paid for her originally, and still we're going to say that that money that he gave originally is considered the Kesef Kedushan way later on at the end of her service, and therefore you might think that this would apply in regular case of Kedushan, that even if he doesn't say Me'achshav, it still would be Chal. Kamash Mulan, the Chiddush is that no. In the mushal, we're just talking about a regular man being Me'achshav a woman now, for after 30 days, he would have to say Me'achshav. And Tanya Yidach, we have a similar Acher. a person sold his daughter to Ruvain, and then he accepted Kedushan for her from Shemin. He just made a mockery of the master, and she's really Mekdesh's to the second person to Shemin. That's Rabbi's opinion. No, if the master Ruvain wants him to miyayed her, he could be miyayed her. Mashal, what's this compared to? A person tells a woman, You're to me after 30 days. And someone else is Mekdesh within 30 days, she's Mekdesh to the second one. Now, Mashal Aman, who's this a Mashal for? If you want to say it's for the Rabbanon, that can't be because Amir Rabbanon, the Rabbanon said, that if the master wants to miyayed her, he could be miyayed her. Meaning the second person's Kedushan is not valid. He answers, It's a Mashal for Rabbi Yehuda. That if he sells his daughter to somebody and his Mekadish to somebody else, she's Mekadish as the second person. The Gemara's Pita, that's obvious. What would we need a Mashal for? The Gemara answers, You might have thought, In the case of Yud, he didn't tell her, and therefore you might think the cases are not comparable. The Kedush is that they're comparable. We have another Brisa. Someone who sells his daughter, However, he made a stipulation with the master that he's not allowed to be Miyayed the daughter. Niskaima Tanai, Divra Mayor of Mayor says, This Tanai is Makoyim, and she sold as an Alma Ivriya, and the master is not allowed to be Miyayed her. If he wants to Miyayed her, he can Miyayed her. Because the father made a Tanai against what's written in the Torah. And anyone that makes a Tanai against what's written in the Torah, his Tanai is Batal. According to Mayor, his Tanai is Kayim, and the master is not allowed to be Miyayed her. But Tanya, we have a Brisa. If a person tells a woman, you are Mekdashas to me on condition that you don't have any demands of She'er Ksus and Aina, which are the three main things that a husband is Chayv to his wife. Harez Mekdashas, she's Mekdashas, Utanai Batal, and the Tanai is Batal, and he's Chayv all these things to her. Divir Amer, that's Amer's opinion, whereas Rabbi Yudai, Rabbi Yudai says, only regards to monetary things, the Tanai is Kayim, meaning in regards to She'er and Ksus, monetary things that he has to give her, the Tanai would be Kayim, because the fact that she accepted it shows that she's masking him to give up on those things, but Aina, which is his physical relationship with her, the Tanai is Batal. But what do we see from here? Their mayor holds a Tanai's bottle. So how can we say in our case, when he sells his daughter on condition that the master is not allowed to be miyayed her, that the Tanai is Kayim? So Amr Chizki answers, Shani Hacha, this case is different to Amr because the Pasuk tells us, Le'ama. He sold his daughter as an Amma. And this tells us that that sometimes he sells his daughter only as an Amma and not for other purposes, meaning not for Yud. So the Pasuk tells us that he's allowed to make the stipulation that the master is not allowed to be miyayed her. Now for Abanon, Hai Le'ama my Avdile, what did Abanon do with this Pasuk of Le'ama? They need it for the following Brisa. The Pasuk says, this tells us that he's allowed to sell her to a puzzle. For example, a mamzer. Even though the mamzer is not allowed to do yid to her, because we know that a mamzer is not allowed to marry a Jewish woman. But now we ask, what do we need the pasuk for? It's a kavachimer. If he's allowed to mekadesh his daughter to a puzzle, shouldn't he be allowed to sell her to a puzzle? Now again, even though we just said that a mamzer is not allowed to marry a Jewish woman, still, if he does, if he gives her kedushin, that kedushin is valid, which means that the father could give his daughter over to a puzzle. So if he's allowed to mekadesh her to a puzzle, why should he not be allowed to? 
a seller to apostle. So we answer that's not a valid kavachomer because Malam Makadosh lepsulim shekain other Makadoshes bitek shinaira. He's lining Makadosh her to someone who's apostle because he can Makadosh her when she's a naira. And so we see that the father has a very strong koyach when it comes to gedushin. Bim karenal lepsulim. Does that mean he should be allowed to sell her to apostle? Shekain other Makadoshes bitek shinaira. He's not allowed to sell his daughter when she's a naira. And so therefore we cannot compare the two. Tamalimer. That's why we have to have the pasuk of laama malam shemarch lepsulim. This teaches us that he could sell her to apostle. If you want to say the Pasuk of La'ama is telling us that he's allowed to sell her to someone who's Pasuk, that's not necessary because we have a different Pasuk already. What does that Pasuk say? If she's Ra, if she's bad or unwanted in the eyes of her master, and what does that mean? That she's bad in terms of Nisuin, meaning he's not allowed to marry her because he's a Pasuk. Now that obviously means that the father was able to sell her to someone who's a Pasuk. So what do we need the Pasuk of La'ama for? tells us that he could sell her to one of his relatives who's not allowed to marry her, and even if he gives her kiddushin, it wouldn't be chal. Ask more. What do we need pasuk for? It's a kavachaymer. If he's allowed to sell her to psulim, he's not allowed to sell her to krayvim. Tzimar says no. When he sells her to psulim, again, as we said previously, even though they're lechatchila not allowed to marry her, if they do eventually follow through with yud, it is considered a valid yud. Does that mean he'd be allowed to sell her to krayvim? That if that karv wants to do yud, he wouldn't be allowed to, and it wouldn't work. So therefore, I'm a kra. That's why we need the pasuk la'ama that tells us he's allowed to sell her to Krivim. Now we just clarify, Rav Meir, Lepsulim, Nafkalei Mehechad, Nafkalei Lerebeliezer. Rav Meir learns that she's allowed to be sold to Psulim from the same place Rebeliezer learns, which is the Pasuk of Imra Be'ne Adeneha, and Bekrivim, Sarvala Krabanon. In regards to selling her to Krivim, relatives, Rav Meir holds like the Rabbanon, to Amri, they hold, Ein Meichel Krivim, she can't be sold to Krivim. Now we just conclude, Tani Chad, we have one brass that says, Meichel Aviv, Be'ein Meichel Abnai. This fellow is allowed to sell his daughter to his father, but he's not allowed to sell her to his son. Betani Indicha, we have another brass, Ein Meichel Aviv, Lebnai. He's allowed to sell his daughter either to his father or to his son. Now we analyze this. We understand he's not allowed to sell her either to his father or to his son. That's just like the Rabbanon, that he's not allowed to sell her to relatives because neither of them could do Yud. But the Brasset says he could sell her to his father but not to his son. Who's that like? Like Rabbanon of like Rebliezer. That's not like the Rabbanon or like Rebliezer. Because according to the Rabbanon, she's not allowed to be sold to any relatives. And according to Rebliezer, she's allowed to be sold to all relatives, including the son. So Gorin says, Really, this Brasset is like the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon agree that in a case where there is a tzad of Yud, meaning where Yud could happen, that she is allowed to be sold to that relative. So let's take, for example, we have a father named Yaakov and two of his sons named Reuven and Shemin, and Reuven has a daughter whom he wants to sell. So Reuven's allowed to sell his daughter to his father Yaakov, because even though Yaakov can't do Yud, Yaakov could give her over to his son, meaning to the other one, Shemin. And Shemin is allowed to marry Reuven's daughter because that's his niece, and we know that's okay. Whereas Reuven would not be allowed to sell her to his own son, because his own son obviously can't marry her, she's his sister, and Reuven's son can't give her in Yud to his son because that means he's giving his aunt in Yud to her nephew, and that's not okay. Therefore, even according to Rabbanon, in the second Brisa, a father would be allowed to sell his daughter to his father, again, as long as there's a Tzad Yud. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow going back to discuss Evid Ivri. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.